gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, a brand newish internet podcast where we talk about just about damn near anything. So, I am Mike Laffey, your host on this trip through the interwebs, and I'm joined as always by my man Izzy Swan and Joe Crawford. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Mr. Mike, how are you? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, by the way, we're recording this on Father's Day. Even though you guys won't hear it for two weeks, uh, a very happy Father's Day to all. And uh, gentlemen, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I actually yes, got we like, home. We like to keep the content topical. <laughs> right. I, I actually got home from a four-week trip this morning, so it was a great homecoming to be here on Father's Day and get a chance to play with the kids for most of the day. So it was good. Good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Joel, how have you been, sir? Uh, you uh, last time we talked to you, you uh, you were building an ark in your basement. A um, little bit of flooding, but uh, how are things? It's good. Uh, the so far, uh, the the mice have been the most impressive. They've been able to fashion small boats out of uh, boxes, and uh, I'm I'm really impressed with them. I think I'm going to keep them. They just keep paddling around in circles. One of these days, I'll get to the rest of the leak. So. Hmm. I, uh, I mean, listen, push the problem off. That's right. That's right. As long as it's being useful. No, I got, actually... I got, I got it actually fixed. I, um, I had a hole in the flex line, you know, with a braided cable thing. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a plumber yelling at his phone right now telling me it's a, you know, UB74BX. Uh, and, uh, and I'm sure I probably, you know, could have had four on hand, but I didn't. So I now, when you say flux line, do you mean that when it hit 88 miles an hour, we saw some serious shit? Well, it's it's exactly what it is, except that's on the sewer side when you see the serious shit. Oh, the okay. rest it's... of it was actually it was fairly clean. I was uh, I was impressed. That's a uh, that's the capacitor. Actually, I'm sorry. I think I I'm, flux. I'm, that's the flux capacitor. I, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong. Yeah, you you always place. keep the flux capacitor on the sewage line. Yes, because why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> so, so uh, Izzy, uh, back from the trip, you got um, a whole bunch of video to edit, or did you not spend a lot of time doing the uh, the creator thing while you were up there? I have one more in, in the hopper that I'm thinking about. I don't know whether I'll put it out or not. Um, I, well, I was, you shouldn't have said that. You know the internet's going to come after you for that freaking well, video now. Yeah, here's the thing. My intent was to record a lot of content while I was up there, but I ended up looking at another business venture with a partner up there um, doing a lot of design work for Woodland Creek while I was there on, on some accessories lines working with uh, working with the shop foreman uh, the gentleman that runs the show up there and trying to help them kind of streamline some of their stuff and, you know reduce some of the movement in, in their processes to help them you know better manufacture so I didn't a lot of it wasn't exciting stuff and you know the the stuff that I built for them I can't really put out in the world because that you know you know they own the rights to those designs so sure. you know it's one of those things but i did i did get some footage and um we'll see how it goes you know I, I'll, I'll try and put something together but uh that being said i'm back in the video making mode so we'll see a lot more back to, you know more a lot more content coming out now so good stuff nice. nice yeah right, well yeah i haven't uh i've had no floods or vacations um so pretty boring on my <coughs> end of things but um I have had a, uh, so one of the things that we decided we wanted to talk about this evening was, you know, problem solving, attitude, and just sort of 
things as a whole, not really um, necessarily maker focused, but just kind of life in general. So there seems to be um, a lot of people that I see sort of online in our um, social groups and, and places like that, just, just hitting a lot of walls and, and looking for a lot of advice. And, you know, we see a lot for, um, you know, send your, uh, send up your prayers, send up your good thoughts, send up your whatever you do. And, um, you know, so I just thought that it might be a good idea if we just kind of had a conversation about sort of, um, you know, what do you, when you hit that wall, you know, what's sort of the best way to deal with it? Um, you know, th those kind of things. And, uh, and I saw Wonder Woman, which none of that is related, but I'll find a way to work it all together. So, uh, but yeah, that's basically just it. So, um, you know, some of the things that it, for me, like, and I, and I talk about this a little bit with, um, you know, a couple of friends who've had sort of a rough go at it here recently. Um, one thing that I don't, somebody in my family used to say this and they used to say it all the time. And I don't remember who the hell it was because I misremember things as I get older. Um, but a friend of mine or a family member said something along the lines of no situation is ever made better by a bad attitude. I think so, that's fair. And, uh, and I'll let that just kind of sit in there for a minute. Cause that's the, I think that a lot of people, when they hit a wall, they, you know, they, they get real down on themselves first, you know, so, um, or they start to try to look for blame instead of trying to look for solutions. And, and you can get really caught up in the energy of looking for blame, you know, so uh, who's responsible for my, you know, whatever just happened can really kind of occupy a lot of your time and energy. Um, it was just kind of, this is again, just sort of prompted by a conversation I had with somebody very recently about uh, you know, just something they're kind of dealing with. And, and it was, I just kept hearing, you know, hey, they wanted to be mad. They wanted to be, you know, pissed off and fueled by anger and just kind of keep all that going. And there's just no solutions building in that. You're just getting further and further into anger and depression and you never get, you know, you just there's no better coming. You know what I mean? It's a, you got to kind of focus on how do I fix whatever's broken? Well, I got to put as much energy as I can figure into that. Right. So. Um, and I don't know if you guys have any ideas, thoughts, or wisdom for, you know, friends of mine or people who might be listening, but I mean, that's sort of, for me, that's kind of the, the, the beginning of the bounding boxes, quit being pissed off and, and start looking for ways to fix whatever's wrong. Yeah. So. Well, I, a, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It, sorry. It's interesting. We're, we're having this conversation tonight. I recently, and I just within the last couple of days had a conversation with a dear friend of mine, um, and she had some really unique advice about things. I'm, you know, when you're going through tough times or struggles, or um, it's, she said it's about learning to be at peace with yourself. You know, sometimes you gotta just stop and, and uh, you know, not quit looking for blame or looking for an outlet. You just, just go through whatever difficulty you're going through, whether it's emotional or, or you know, there's something tangible, uh, finances, and all the, whatever it happens to be, um, and just stop for a minute and, and you know, just let yourself feel it and then learn to be at peace with yourself even though you're going through a difficult time and it'll be very helpful and that made a lot of sense to me mm -hmm. i come at it with a, a slightly different i i what i like to call is iacocca zen which is when you're the boss when you have people that count on you and when there are things that have to be done um you don't get that luxury 
you everything's your fault even when somebody doesn't change out the mop water you know those are things that, that you should have taken care of and um, I know it sounds a little bit more harsh and it's it's the truth of the matter is everything always affects you at the end of the day especially in business um, and even running a household um, when everything else is dependent on you but, but the, the buck kind of s stops here and you have to make a decision that's that's a shit or get off the pot and it's it is a these things have to occur for you be, to be able to do the next things to be able to do the next things and um and so at the end of the day when something happens when something bad happens when something doesn't happen the way you want to do it you learn from it you investigate it you make the decisions about the next time that thing comes up and you you I'm I'm a realist and a practical practicalist when it comes to that side of things because if not you just get drowned there's so many things going wrong all the time you know it's open up a news article open up your your checkbook balance open up your uh, bills that are sitting on your desk open up you know any one of our personal problems that you have with family and friends um, you just you have to hit it and you have to hit it hard and and you just learn when you're wrong. It's okay to swing and miss on those things. You mm -hmm. just you get better. Yeah, I've, I've actually the the conversation. I've said this before. I actually think I've recorded this before. So if anybody's heard this before, I apologize. But the um, one of the things I tell people a lot when they kind of get in those situations is there's plenty of things you can look back on, you know, in your past that were really really hard to get through at the time. Um, but now looking back on them, they don't seem quite as bad, you know, so it's just whatever it was, go back 10 years, 15 years, you know, um, that one thing that just brought you to your knees, made you cry. You had to, you know, reach out to everybody in the world to get support and help. And, and you just, you never thought you'd get through it. Now looking back on it, it, it just seems like a bump in the road. It, you know, where back then it seemed like a mountain, you know, so, and the attitude I try to keep for myself, and I don't always do this. I mean, it's, you know, I'd love to come off and be like, I'm at complete Zen and, you know, perfectly happy all the time, but that's not ever the case. Um, but just when you're, when you're going through life, people always talk about life in terms of, you know, where they're going. What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, where am I going to, you know, they just, they never think about, okay, um, we're not really going anywhere. You know, I mean, I'm 42 years old right now at this point. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, first of all. Um, and, you know, where life is going to take me, I have absolutely no idea. You know, and I, I mean, I, I kind of plan for tomorrow, but who the hell knows what's going to happen. But, I mean, life is just a series of events. It's just one long car ride, you know, until the car runs out. And that's that's the eventual end for, for us here. So, um, for me, it's, you know, everything looks a lot simpler in the rear view. So when you're when you're powering through, you know, I mean, if you, you just got a whole lot of stuff going on and you don't think you're going to get through it, you got to remember at some point you're going to be looking at it, you know, back there, you know, and, and when you're looking at it from behind, it's just it doesn't seem that bad. You know, it, I mean, it, you remember how bad it was, but it doesn't seem that bad retrospectively. You know what I mean? So um, and, and I try to kind of keep that anytime I hit a wall like that, you know, I try to just keep that thought in the back of my mind is at some point I'll be through this whatever this is, you know, and then on the other side of it, 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 it won't seem as awful, 
you know. So, and, and mm-hmm. I think having that attitude, it, it helps free up a lot of angst, and that freeing up that angst helps to kind of focus the mind a little bit better on, okay, now that I know or I'm starting to think, I'll be through this. Well, how do I, you know, the, the energy of how do I actually get through it? You know, the, the, how do I make that that journey as quick as humanly possible? I think the, um, you know, that, that attitude change, I think is tremendously helpful to people who need that. You know what I mean? So that's that's just kind of the uh, the advice, and that was the advice I, I just gave. Um, you know, it's the same thing you were just saying, Izzy, is, is you know, just just accept. Hey, this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and and own it and take it and make it yours and then you know get through. Yeah, I don't know who was the I football wanna... coach that said, "If you're going through hell, keep going." You know, so, yeah, right. <laughs> type of thing. I, so. I, I want to clarify. You know, when I say be at peace with yourself, I'm not talking about sitting in some flowery field with your legs crossed and your fingers point. You know, tips together saying "Om." You know, uh, I think in any difficult situation, when you can realize that hey i am in a difficult situation now you can make you can make some choices you can you can let this difficult situation overcome you um or you can you know drop the horns and bull through it and let that be the thing that gives you peace is that you know that this is difficult and it sucks but i'm going to barrel through this and knowing that you are giving it your 100 percent um can offer you some some inner peace if we'll call it that i don't want to get all you know i don't want to get all zen or (laughs) <laughs> or anything on anybody here. Uh, the reality of it is we live in a very difficult uh, uh, way of life, you know, especially when you think about the, <clears throat> what, what, what we're expected to do, you know, especially when it comes to, and I'm not I'm trying not to be gender related here, but uh, for, a, for me as, as a you know, breadwinner for not just my household, but others, and, you know, uh, support a lot of a lot of things it, there's a lot that i have to do accomplish in a month to make sure all those ends are met um sometimes you just have to you know accept that what you're going through is it's not fun uh but you can make the choice to let it overcome you or you can make the choice to overcome it by you know using the skills and the the power that you have within you to just you know barrel through it and then be proud of yourself and that proud that that offers peace that you know that you've done the right thing not blame it on somebody not point fingers at people just realize a situation is a bad situation and you know like my father would say you take the bull by the horns and barrel through it <laughs> you know so is it is this where you uh, start doing the country accent <laughs> oh i should right right so there's um there's it's an interesting thing because it's a lot of times this happens when there's a lot of change going on um, and in looking back, I, I've often realized, and you're right, Mike, introspectively, looking back, you always see that 2020, and uh, there's, a, there's always a couple of fears that go along with those things. There's a fear of the, whatever devastation happened, that, uh, that thing that makes the change. You know, most of the time that's not good, you get evicted or something fails so dramatically you have to do you have to take a you know 90 degree angle um we've all had those in our life nobody's there's there are no silver spoons around here and but there's also the opportunity of trying something new which is cool and scary at the same time so you get to kind of have those those two dichotomies those two shifts where something bad's happening something new's happening the only thing I can say in that instance is that 
you know, find a path, stay the path, work that path, and the rest of it should either fade away or overcome in one way or another. And sometimes you let things go. Sometimes you don't beat them. Sometimes you just you just make a path that they're not a part of. Um, if that's a if that's a a personal issue or if it's a business issue, sometimes you walk away from a business. Sometimes mm-hmm. you say, well, now I'm just, I got to do a thing, and this thing isn't working, and I can beat it to death, or I can, uh, or I can tr- try this next new path. Um, the biggest thing is, I guess, would be when you're in a huge state of flux, when you're making all these life-changing decisions, and when you're dealing with the the guilt of failure, maybe, um, uh, it's a really bad time to make huge decisions it's a it's a time to make good calculated fixable uh kind of trajectory changes and that's a way to find some peace where uh you're not for the next months or years questioning yourself on the decisions you made at kind of the heat of the moment Mm. um and it's i've seen a lot of people make some really bold decisions very rarely in those times of self-doubt and, and failure are those decisions. I know everybody says this, but I, th- I think it's dead wrong that, you know, when you have failure, it's an opportunity to change up and do something completely different. I disagree. I think that it's a great time to recenter yourself, find that next path, that new path, or recommit yourself to the path you're on. I don't think it's, it's time to go and try to be a, a superstar somewhere else. Um, but you know, those are all generalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 the older I get, the less I, um, the less tolerance I have for the, why does this, why is this happening to me? Um, mindset too. So that's the, <clears throat> the, the town where I'm from is a kind of depressing sort of area. And I don't know if anybody from there will listen to this or not, but um, I'll I'll give them the dignity of not saying their name, but you know. So the attitude difference there, you know, if if somebody walks out and they have a flat tire, you know, to their car in my hometown, is you know, of course, you know, is the attitude. This always happens to me. You know, it's just they don't, you know, it's just kind of the way it is. If the you know, if a, step in a puddle, you know, it always happens to me. You know, it's kind of the attitude. Um, when I moved down to the South, I see a lot less of that because, you know, people down here just kind of shrug things off. They're a lot easier going, you know, they don't carry that kind of tension <laughs> around with them. Um, so, but that just, I don't see as much of it. And, and maybe it's because I kind of, um, you know, like I said, the older I get, I just have less of a tolerance for it, but it's, listen, you know, life isn't, life's just not easy. You know what I mean? It's, and, and sometimes it's your turn to get your ass kicked. I mean, we all get a turn, you know, I mean, some of us get more turns than others. So multiple turns. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, this is, um, you know, there, there's, there's plenty of ass whooping just out there waiting. You know what I mean? And if you haven't had one in a while, well, you better buckle up cause it's kind I mean, you're never that far away from the next one. So, um, you know, I don't care how polished and how, um, you know how, how pristine everyone looks on the surface. I mean, everybody's got that same kind of nonsense going on. You know, everybody's the. I had this funny thing we did. Just just talk to. I mean, you might have very close friends, and you never talk to anybody about kind of what you do when you're in the shower, right? 
just the way you wash your hair, you wash your butt crack. I mean, everybody does things exactly the same way, but yet we all think we do things so differently, right? We're just, we're all the same people. You know what I mean? We all do the same silly nonsense when we're alone and all of the insecurities and, and all of the, you know, just the ridiculous things that you think up that you think are only happening to you are happening to everybody. They, you know, not everybody promotes it and says it out loud, but I mean, I've met, you know, multi-million dollar CEOs and, and they got the same problems and worries I do. Some of them got them on bigger scales. You know, I mean, it's, I've met people with nothing, you know, who they, they still got the same issues. You know what I mean? It's just, there's never, you know, there, there's never, um, it was actually kind of funny to me. This is, uh, this won't be very politically correct, but you know, so I have a uh, family member who was gay and I always figured that, you know, one of the things about being gay would be awesome is, you know, if you had a relationship with another guy, you'd, probably see a little bit more eye to eye right and, and things got a little weird you could just smack each other because you know because you, <laughs> you bunch of dudes well and then you see the two of them together and you're like wait a minute they have the same issues i do like there's no difference in these people i mean just because they're both dudes that doesn't mean anything you know it's just kind of like it, it took me back initially i was like wait a minute you know that what do you get oh, yeah. out of what do you get out of that? <laughs> a know? relationship a relationship is a relationship is a relationship, you know? Oh, I mean yeah. there's there's no getting away from that, you know. That I uh, yeah, in this on the same token, I've known uh, people on both sides of the fence and it, it's interesting when you spend time with them to see that, you know, this is just part of life. If you're in a relationship, it's tough. It is really oh, yeah. tough. You know. Well, and I was um, much younger. I mean, that's that's not as shocking to me these days, but you know, it was like you're coming out of your teens and you're like you know hey this is because you you know that's when you're you know your hormones are raging and you and women just don't see eye to eye on any issue and everything is an argument and you know you're just like god you know it'd be so much easier to just date a dude and then you see two dudes and you're like man their life sucks too like <laughs> they're, not, they're not hiding from any of this stuff this i'm trying uh, i'm trying to remember if there's anything other than sex that was an issue when i was that age no that was pretty much it I don't think, <laughs> I think, I think that was it. I, I mean, yeah. So yeah, no, there's, there's uh, relationships are always tough and, and I know we're scattering a little bit, but it's, I think that, <clears throat> I think that, um, uh, finding, uh, finding that center, finding that, that kind of thing that can tie you down a little bit on that much like a business. You kind of need a. You can't be too scattered on a business either. It's it, they're actually surprisingly kind of the same, um, where you need that center, and then you can go out and do your thing and kind of meet back to the center again, and and it's a it's a it's a fun life, and it is hard, and there's nothing easy about it. Mm. Yes. I yeah. Mean, you know the. Without getting in too far into the delve or to the deep realm of existentialism, you know, uh, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, you know, right. No, I just want to, you know, I want to remove any ambiguity from from this whole, you know, woe is me thing. The bottom line is we all go through tough times and there's some solace in that when you think about it, you know. Yeah, you're going through a tough time right now and maybe it's money, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's, you know, career choices, maybe it's lack of any three. Um the bottom line is somebody else out there somewhere went through that as well. You're not the only person that's ever experienced it. You're not the only one that's, you know, gone through a divorce or, or made bad business decisions or have had to deal with money issues or, 
you know, this stuff happens all the time. It's just part of life, you know, and realize that maybe in some way you're not so special after all that it's just part of what everybody has to go through and um that there there's some you know i think there's some comfort in knowing that hey i'm not the only person that's ever had to deal with a divorce or or money issues or business problems or career choices or it's just part of it we all have to do it it's how you deal with it that makes you the person that you are so and if you want to be the wine ass uh you know Go ahead. Everybody's going to recognize it for what it is. You know, you, you sing the woe is me out there in the world and uh, people realize what it is. And s some people with a bit more uh, compassion may reach out and say, I'm sorry, you're going through a tough time. Other guys are going to go on, geez, that's just the wine ass, mm. you know. Uh, well, and you sometimes you need that part of it. You know, it's OK to have kind of that. It's a I think it's I think it's got okay to have to say, that, that flailing and tantrum. I mean, have it. Just don't stay in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get through right. it. Yeah, and it's okay to say, "Hey, I'm having a bad day." You know, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, but don't dwell on it and don't, you know, don't keep pushing that out into the world because that's what you're going to get back. You want to get good stuff back, put positive vibes out in the world. So, yeah, don't don't be a dick. Like that's like if if you could if you could <laughs> if you can sum up oh, yeah. like like the great By the way, you can pre-order our new t-shirts with our new logo. I, that'll be mm -hmm. awesome. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be up on the shop this afternoon, guys. Uh, maybe I've said too much. Uh, don't be a dick. And uh, yeah, that's you know that's kind of the great commandment. There is is just understand that you're not the only one in pain. Um, understand that there are other people that have been there. Mentors really help with that. Uh, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's um, children. You know, not every child is perfect. Surprisingly. Um, some are just a super breeze. Some are tough. And um, man, if there's ever a job that you were never prepared for, you know, fatherhood is one of those. Um, and every time you do something unique, um, you know that that you're you're branching out on your own. Maybe you're maybe you're quitting a nine to five and you're going into your own business. Well, you know what? You are making a new thing for yourself. But lots of people have done that before. Find somebody that you can talk to. Find somebody that's failed. Um, find somebody that's failed hard and learn from that. Um, those are those are always good places to be. Speaking of failing, I want to tell you guys about uh, the first time I was ever fired. <clears throat> and I say first because there have been others. Um, <laughs> yeah, surprise, huh? Um, <laughs> let me count the ways. <laughs> let me count the ways. So I, out of, out of school, um, I, f I failed. I didn't fail. I dropped out of high school. And I went and got my, basically, what is the equivalent to a high school diploma, slightly better than a GD, called an HSED. Um, and my dad says, well, that's fantastic, son. And I'm glad you got that. And you need to get the hell out and get a job. Because you're not just going to sit around here. And uh, so I went down to the to the local a job opportunity place, and they had a parts washer for a metal working facility that makes uh, heat exchangers for nuclear power plants. And I say this because these guys put these long pipes together that are in capsules because it transfers heat from one set of water to another without combining the water. But all these little pieces that can combine in these giant pieces 
um, need to be washed down. And it's not like you're washing with water, you're washing with like kerosene and ketones, methyl ethyl ketones and stuff like that. It was a stupid job. Like there's nobody that actually does that job. Nobody wants to be a chemical washer with like rubber made gloves, right? In the bare essentials in the middle of Wisconsin in the wintertime. And unless uh, you're making meth with the breaking bad dude. Uh dude, this is this is worth the meth making. There's no like I I can't imagine they they can do this anymore. This is 25 years ago. Anyway, so I got bored after doing this. We had air hoses, we had things like that, and I started shooting uh, screws into the installation. You know, just kind of thunk, and uh, it just with the with the air pressure hoses, and uh, and I you know what the 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 foreman came over and he said, "Did you just shoot that out of that hose?" And I said, "Yes, sir." He says, "You're fired." I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> this is horrible. He's like, all right, go pack up your stuff and get out of here. And honestly, I was devastated a little bit because, you know, you don't want to let your parents down. This was a time I was, you know, maybe 17, 18 years old. And I'm living with my folks. And I have to go explain to them that I've been, you know, that I was fired. And explain to them because I was farting around being a kid. Um, doing exactly what would get me a million views on YouTube now, um, but apparently is not OSHA safe or something, mm. you know. And so that was like the first time I fired. So, but that was the thing. That was a like, oh, I'm devastated that moment, and ooh, I get to look for change, something different, and uh, and then I decided to go to college because. I, I didn't want to wash parts in a chemical washing facility. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so amazing the, how the, uh, the the smell of uh, kerosene will make you seek uh, dude, higher I'm, education. I'm not even lying. It's this giant vat that's like uh, eight inches deep, and it was like a twelve by twelve filled up with things. We put these pieces of sheet metal and and pipe and stuff inside of them, and we we're there scrubbing them with like like three M pads, and. Uh, it, I don't know. It was just horrible work. I mean, horrible. Like, there's there's a part of me that's going to develop into a, a weird, obnoxious tumor because I was in there for the four months I was there. <laughs> there's there's no way it's not going to. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, I, um, I, um, yeah, ouch. <laughs> well, we're you taking, uh, on that note, we'll be uh, interviewing people for... Uh, replacement for joel for the yeah. podcast coming yeah. up. Uh, yes so if, uh, uh, <laughs> i, I would, have a wi-fi connection and a microphone yeah pretty much i would right <laughs> i would tweet it at maybe podcast <laughs> well you know i, I think i think I, we should have we, we should do have a podcast where all we do is talk about past jobs that we had and and compare notes that would be a fun one yeah i'm I, i'm one up there guys I'm I'm pretty much uh, I, I think I'd be boring. My first job was a uh, I worked in a pretzel store in the mall. Um, did Did so you make those was, soft scrumptious pretzels? Oh yes, I did. I, I make love those with soft, uh, acid, scrumptious. by the way. Um, just <laughs> just in case you're wondering. So, oh no! Fantastic. Or at least they used to. Apparently, you can consume acid as long as you cook it. <laughs> way back in the days. Nice, mm. nice. No, it's, I. It's not. It's terrible. I'm I'm Mine, sad because my first jobs were nothing like that. 
I would, uh, mine have gone from pig farming, shoveling poop at a pig farm to log home building to scraping fat off the inside of raccoon hides. Um, and there's just about everything you could possibly think of in between. So All right, if you can, wanna... can we stop at number three? Possibly can we be stop? in between. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's no, there's no in between those things. Those are, oh, there's yes. no relatability <laughs> to those items ever. Wait, wait, wait. You hold, can't go in between. Hold on. I, I don't want to go in between. I, I want to go right for number three. Tell me about the fat <laughs> scraping. Uh, well, I worked uh, for a trapper, uh, a hide purchaser. Uh, for he'd, You know, he'd buy hides from trappers and... Uh, He'd pay you a whopping dollar per hide after you skin a raccoon. There's a lot of fat residue left on the inside <laughs> of the skin. So you stretch them over this big board. It looks like an ironing board. And then you use what looks like a um, like a spoke shave. And you scrape the fat off of it. And then it goes into a goes into a dryer of sorts. And then over you know some stretchers. And then you let the raccoon hide dry. Wow. Was this, yeah, was this like thanks, a... Thanks, Joel. Yeah, sure. So What's is that? This, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying... You know, because this actually interests me because I've seen tanneries work and and also very much like chemical washing because it's it's yeah. nasty stuff. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I feel that we have a slight kindred spirit on that one. Yeah, it's uh, you, I've never uh, I have had places I've had raccoon fat in orifices. I'll never say out loud. It's, yeah, it's not fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's yeah. say, uh, listen. What you oh, do oh, in oh, your wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Here's a good. Business. Here's a good. Uh, this is a good time. What What was the best <laughs> soap? No, this This is what I'm saying. I, we We have a moment of learning here. While we may uh, not, I'm cheap when it comes to personal hygiene stuff, so I usually stick with lava, and it works great. So, so lava, even though it's slightly abrasive on the bits. I love lava. It's great for scrubbing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. That sounds very. You need to say you need to say that with your your Western accent. That's that's no, very I, manly. We're gonna we're gonna leave the Western accent in the last video, and we'll let it live there for a while. We might we might bring it we might bring a little Sam Elliott back in the future. What do you wash with? Idea of... What do you wash with? I I, I wash with eighty grit. <laughs> grit. Eighty grit. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let me tell you, if you hate your to, job, I'm still trying to recover from the scraping fat off the raccoon hide, but please. No, I was on. just going to say, I would like to add, if you really hate your job, there are worse jobs out there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, there I promise. Uh, we please, please, we don't need you to compete. Don't, don't message us with that. We don't, we don't need your help on this topic. <laughs> Although Joel Joel gets all of that, so I, I you know I don't yeah. have to deal with it on my end, so I don't necessarily care. Care. Do it. Go go ahead. Uh, it's hashtag fat scraping. <laughs> that's got to already be a thing. I've I've been on the internet long enough to know that that's that's got to exist anyway. Yeah. Well. So Mike, what other than than twisting pretzels? What else did you twist? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, my father was a. Uh, you know, I, I, I've done like an auto parts store and some other nonsense, but my old man had a business. So um, when I was, uh, when I graduated high school, I went to work for him. Um, from there, we did car stereo stuff. And then car stereo led me here to North Carolina and that turned into the mortgage business. I've seen the guys that do the car stereo stuff. That's got to be just as disgusting as uh, the raccoon scraping. I don't think that's quite as bad um 
Yeah, now we, uh, when we were kids, we used to build the big boxes and stuff, and we used to actually enter sound uh, competitions, which is one of the reasons I moved. We, we came down to the south for one, and I was like, wow, the sun's out. Uh, and apparently they take their garbage off the road. Um, they don't just leave it there to keep growing for generations. So it was a uh, it was an interesting uh, thing, and we moved down to North Carolina a few years after that and, you know, went to work at a uh, doing car stereo and then got into the mortgage business and here I sit today. So, which by the way, um, you know, talking about kind of uh, hitting a dead spot and um, yeah, I don't know if you guys pay attention to the news, but the uh, the mortgage industry had kind of a crash a few years back. Um, Heard about that. And by, and by kind of a crash, I mean, uh, there was a bunch of traders on Wall Street that pretty much took the entire world economy down for almost a year. <laughs> so um, you want to talk about having fun. I'll, I'm happy to share with you um, sort of a, a kind of a personal thing here. If you give me a minute to go through it. So in 2007, I was actually working for a non-conforming lender. So that's the way that you call someone a subprime bank without saying the term, because when you say you work for a subprime lender, it's basically like shouting that you're a pedophile and a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, there's just <laughs> like there's there's very few things that are worse than saying you work for a subprime company. So, um, but yeah, we, I, I was working for one of those. So, um, in 2007, between 2006, November of 2006 and about April of 2007, there were 420 something companies that completely disappeared from the face of the earth. So just, you know, mortgage lenders that, they were literally there one day and gone the next. I mean, there were companies where employees were showing up and the FDIC had come in and padlocked their doors. They're like, we'll send you your, you know, after we do an audit, we'll send you your personal stuff in the mail type of deal. So myself personally, I went from, you know, I, I wasn't one of those guys that was driving a, you know, I, I didn't have 10 houses and a Mercedes in every uh, city, but um, I, did, I, I made a decent living. But in 2008, I made a third of what I made the year before. And for those of you paying attention to, to the stock market at the time, um, you know, the stock market had lost almost all of its value and, and you know, all of the stocks and 401k and all that stuff, I basically lost about half of the value there. So the money I had saved up for a rainy day had basically been, you know, cut in half. My income had been cut in a third. So, and you know, if you guys, again, if you think back to what, what was happening in 2008, there wasn't a whole lot of everything's going to be okay on the horizon. You know, <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty dreary time back then. So, and, you know, in looking back, it's, you know, you, you start to, you know, the bills start to pile up and the, you know, you just, you start wondering things like, am I going to lose my house? You know, they're going to repo the cars as, you know, I was never in any danger of that, fortunately, because uh, things had picked back up for me right about the time we were getting ready to start having those conversations. But, you know, it was a that's a very scary time. And, and you know, in 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 looking back, you know, if you're if you're kind of dealing with something like that now, I mean, when, when I look back on that now, I mean, I remember what it was like to, you know, go for a drive and just sit in my car in an empty parking lot and cry. You know what I mean? I, that, I remember that very vividly you know, wondering, oh my God, I can't take care of my family. What am I going to do? You know, sort of having that mental breakdown. But um, looking back on it now, it, it, it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it, thank God, because, you know, if it, if it still felt as painful, 
I mean, yeah, that I don't know that I'd be able to manage that. You know, I can you know, I can remember, and I don't know if we've talked about that or or not, but it's in 2007, our company was um, my company was a company that uh, we were Apple consultants. We worked with with companies around Atlanta that that had Apple computers as part of their gig. Um, and so we'd work with sound studios and we'd work with video crews and we'd work with graphic designers and all sorts of stuff. And we were like growing like crazy in 2007 because that was the Apple boom. Um, and it was, it was, we were killing it, just killing it. And I was hiring other techs and we were moving stuff and I rented an office. I pulled it out of my house, rented an office. We're going to start selling machines or at least keeping a stockpile of machines for our customers. And then it just happened. And in 2007, by the end of 2007, where it was bad for you, was actually still decent for me. But by the middle of 2008, the companies realized that, that discretionary spending needed to stop. Like, just stop. Like, no more purchasing. Everything's on hold. By the time the year flipped, most people were in the September um, year, so begin end September. Um, by the time September happened, our phones stopped ringing. I mean, we get we'd have 10, 12 calls a day where we were making appointments, um, and each appointment was worth about three to five hundred dollars, and I maybe we get a call every two days. I had to lay off people and we luckily enough we were small enough where our obligations weren't so horrible that that we could really quickly maneuver back and so the next between 2008 and 2012 I just went back to where we were which is working out of the house for a couple of key clients that kept me on and growth was it was just nothing there there wasn't anything there until the economy started picking back up mm. So yeah, the recession sucked. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I you know, not, again, you know, the, the the thing is, is if I mean, I know guys that lost two houses when that stuff went out. I mean, there were guys that that worked in our industry that were, you know, they were the guys you see in the movies that were making forty, fifty thousand dollars a month for you know five years. You know, they just had. They had more than they knew what to do with, and they were leveraged to the freaking eyeballs. I mean, we, I know a guy who bought a, you know, bought a boat for each lake over here in, in North Carolina because he didn't want to have to trailer it. So he just bought the same boat twice, you know. So it's just, <laughs> you know, and that, I'll take and that dude's doing, and that dude's doing just fine. You know, I mean, he had to go. There was a, you know, there was a tough time, but he got through it all, you know. And, and it's, you, you've got to. You know that stuff again. When you when you look back on it, it, you get over it, right? I mean, it's um, one of the things that you got to do, though. When you see that coming, you got to get the attitude that you're going to get over it. Because if you don't get over it, it gets on top of you. And and you know, if you can if you can try and stay nimble, you know, and, and get over it as opposed to having it on top of you, it's so much harder to get something off of you than it is to to get over it when it's not already you know sitting on your shoulders. So. You know, just having that kind of attitude and, and that mentality of hey, I, you know, I can, I can, I can push through this thing, um, and it will be behind me. I mean that it, it's it's worth a lot. I mean it's you know it's one of those things that seems hokey. You know it's like a, you know like the secret. If you believe it, it'll come true. Nonsense, which um, you know mm -hmm. by the way it doesn't. So 
Um, if you believe it and you work your ass off, it'll come true. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I agree I mean, with that. Just... Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you go ahead, Izzy. it's, I was going to say, you know, um, it's, it's scary stuff. It, it really is. And you can go from, you know, greatness to meagerness in a heartbeat with a good economy crash. If you're in a, if you're in a business that's really affected by it. You know, I, I went through the same, went through making ridiculous amounts of money, doing very, very well with what I was doing for, in uh, 2007. In the end of 2008, my financial reports were negative $100,000, you know. Jeez. And, um, oh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's just, it can devastate, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried to stay afloat a little bit in 2009, and I had down to three guys, and, you know, uh, but just... You selling things you said you'd I'd never sell and, and doing things I was not proud of doing because I had to make income and I'm not like nothing shyster just you know pro projects I would never take on prior to that because sure. I just wouldn't wasn't even interested. Then um, it just all you know ended up the smartest thing for me to do was to shut it down and to move on. So you know there's a few guys in the industry that made it past. We were watching some of the largest furniture companies. This is furniture world. Uh, watching some of the largest furniture companies in North Carolina that have been around for 90 years shutting their doors. You know, for those of you in the know, North Carolina was the premier furniture manufacturing state in the in the country. And uh, they just got, you know, just couldn't stay, couldn't stay floating through all that. But speaking of which, you know, and that, that's, uh, that was one of those things where I learned a very hard lesson about diversification. I have never, ever since then, I will never put all my eggs in one basket. I will be diversified in every possible way I possibly can, especially now with the the new scare. I don't know if you how how guy how close you guys follow financial reports and all that crap that's going on be, in, behind the scenes. But there's a new scare now that they're talking. Oh, you know, nine months to a year and a half out, another crash bigger than 2008. So, and that's that scares the hell out of me. So. Um, well, we've basically been, you know, not to get, because I do finance for a living, so we pay attention to that pretty closely. The, uh, mm -hmm. We've been on a credit bubble since 2008, 2009. And that's, that credit bubble is the, the financial bubble that we've been packed on because the federal government's been the one that's been fueling it with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the 0% rates and all these low Fed lending windows and all this stuff. I mean, we've been in a, you know, and, and we don't manufacture anything. Uh, you know, we're, we basically have an attention economy. Uh, that's the, you know, we, everybody's vying for people's attention. So, yeah, they've been talking about that, the the potential crash of that coming up, you know, over the next, I, I mean, they've been saying, it, you know, in the coming year for the last four years now, and, and they've been wrong well, every year. I mean, right. it, it'll happen eventually, but in, in, to, to what to what scope? But, yeah, they. I mean, it's the, the credit bubble is... The housing well, bubble was about a $1.3 trillion loss. They say the credit bubble is probably somewhere north of $3 trillion in, in wealth that they, yeah. they're expecting to lose. So hopefully yeah. we don't get that. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, and what most people don't understand is we have a crash. We have throughout the history of the United States had a crash every four to five years. Generally not to the magnitude of 2008 or the bigger ones later, you know, prior to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, but we haven't had a crash now for eight years. This is the second longest time in the history of, of in American history that we haven't had one of those crashes coming up. It's coming. How bad it's going to be is obviously hard to say, you know, um, whether it happens in the next year, year and a half, like a lot of the experts are predicting, who knows?
like you said, a lot of guys have been predicting it for the last four years. Now there's a lot more people singing that wagon on that wagon and people that I've followed and trusted for a long time now that I have typically been really good about predicting the economic, you know, the economic market are saying, okay, now it's time to, you know, tighten up your buttholes and get ready for this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of banks have stopped doing credit <clears throat> rolls. You know, if you large foreign businesses, a lot of times, if you have equity in buildings and stuff like that, you operate on a line of credit from banks. And a lot of times banks will let you kind of roll that credit into into um, into the equity you have on your buildings. Or if you're doing a purchasing a building, they'll let you roll that into it. They're not letting you do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So guys that are normally able to finance new businesses, new ideas, new products through rolling, you know, through a credit line that they can roll back into equity. They can't do that now. So that's going to slow business down. Uh, there's some scary stuff on the horizon happening mm -hmm. right now. And, it, and I'm I'm nervous. So, you know, and I, I would I would say to people who are interested in business, look at tiny homes, look at um, look at water bottles, you know, look at manufacturing bottles of water and toilet paper, because those are things people are absolutely going to need in the future. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's uh, I mean, you know, we, like I said, we, we have an attention economy now. You know, everything mm -hmm. is attention based. It's you know, how, how long can they keep your eyes on your phone or whatever for however long. But um, I mean, the people that the people that are hurt. Not, you know, everybody's everybody takes a beating in those times, but the people that are hurt the least are tradesmen. Yep. You know, I mean, people that people that can do things with their hands, um, you know, that, that have a tangible skill that can create a thing that wasn't there before. You know, I mean, it's there's less people to spend money on that trade. But yeah. I mean, those those are the people that, you know, if, if you're a welder, a carpenter, a mason, a, you know, you lay brick for a living, there's. There's stuff you can do. You know, I mean, yeah. there's going to be people that need you to do it. So, and that gap is only getting bigger. I mean, dr mm -hmm. truck drivers, welders, um, specialty tradesmen, electricians, plumbers. That gap is getting wider and wider. The baby boomers are retiring. Uh, us, our generation's getting ready to get you know started to slowly float out the door, and there's nobody coming to replace us. There's, you know, it's huge. The, the, they're talking about a, a, an actual employment crisis in the U.S. in the next 20 years because there won't be people to fill all the trades positions that are open. So if you've got kids and you want them to have, you know, real serious um, job security and make really good money, look at the trades. Absolutely look at the trades. Yeah, just, just don't do part washing. <laughs> or okay. or or raccoon skinning or raccoon yeah. scraping. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the raccoon scraping makes a comment. Don't don't go be a truck driver. The the automated car industry is going to eat that up in a in a heartbeat. So oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's not far out. Don't don't go drive truck if you if you want. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of the thing is you got to look at um, you know. It, it, you got to look at okay, what's on the horizon? You know, I mean, it's we're bringing coal miners back. You know, oh, we got to bring all the coal jobs back. It's like, well, I mean, look, let's let's bring all the jobs back. But you know, you got to look into the future as to, you know, you can't go tomorrow and open up a lead paint store. Um, you know, it just you, you can't do yeah. it. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. just uh, you got to you got to be smart about you know, kind of wish you got your focus on. So, but. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, so. I mean, you know, now that everybody's got a bunker in their backyard and they're they're hoarding canned beans, um... <laughs> this is. I have to tell you guys, this has been one of the most uplifting episodes we've done. <laughs> well, I was I was hoping we could give some good advice as to, you know, uh, how to how to get a, a fix your attitude and keep yourself moving forward. And 
Now I just want to go take my kids and, and uh, build a log cabin and teach them how to live on the land. <laughs> so, some days that some days uh, I have I have friends that are preppers, and some days I I um, uh, without envying their um, paranoia, I can appreciate the idea of the lifestyle of being kind of off the grid and away from the world. Um, but you know what? I, I like the world. I, in general, I feel that people are good and in general, um, they usually prove me right. So yeah. I, but I, but I, I'll tell you what, sitting in a log cabin somewhere where snow and I've got a pile of firewood and a couple of cans of, you know, sardines and oil and crackers. I'm fine with that. I would be good for a little while. I don't know that I would. I, I recently, um, up in Traverse City, the owner of Woodland Creek has a few cabins out on this gorgeous piece of property. He's got these nice cabins that they built out there. And, of course, he was generous enough to let me stay at one while I was at, while I was up there, so I didn't have to pay for a hotel or whatever. And it's just gorgeous, and it, it's beautiful. And at night, the peepers and the tree frogs are going like crazy, and the cabins are just really gorgeous. I mean, it's so beautiful. And it, but there is no cell phone signal or internet connection. All right. And I am very much accustomed to doing my internet stuff at night where I sit down and I, I work on the web, website stuff or communicate with the community or whatever I do. I don't know that I could live without it. I would have to completely change my focus in life if I did not have an internet connection all the time. So. Oh, me, me and my sister talked about this. Like if the zombie <laughs> apocalypse hits, like... I hope I go out in the first wave because <laughs> like, cause I'm like, you know, so like if the power were to go out right now, I would just sit here until it came back on. Like, I don't know how to fix that. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's, there's no part of me that could get the power back on if the power went out. You know what I mean? It's just right. it, when, when the phone and the internet goes down, I, I just sit and wait until it comes back on. Like I, I don't, you, you know, if you're following me out into the wilderness to get away from the zombies, you're you're gonna die too. Like you, there's don't don't look for well, help to me. I, I, I you know I, I I'm wouldn't. Not, I'm not. I can build you something out of pallet wood, you know. Oh, yeah. But that ain't. I can't be the guy. <laughs> I, like I can't be the guy. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I I was raised in a very rural setting, much off the grid, and I know how to hunt and I know how to start fires and build stuff with hand tools, and I'm sure I would be fine and my family would be okay because I'd take care of them. But it's not a choice I would make for myself. It, it's, it's a, I would do it if I had to kind of situation. Yeah, no, that yeah. that's, I hear what you said, but like, what, like I can order, I can go to Omaha steaks and like, they bring them to your house. You know what I mean? Mike, A, you have a couple of things going for you. You're going to have to find a group of guys. And the first thing is that uh, you can talk to people. So, you know, when there are traveling bandits and there are road agents um, it, it being in this group, you're going to be one of the guys that they're going to put out in front, and you're going to have to negotiate these things. Uh, second of all, you're kind of you're kind of cute, so you'd be an asset for any group to have around. Kind of, kind of, kind of cute. Well, hold on a second, I'm freaking adorable. Uh, let's, let's... Oh, no, here we go. Gonna, no, no, no. no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now you're you're not going to have a shower for many days. You're gonna you're pristine. Uh, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the pre-adolescent coming through on the beard. I, I look even better that way. I, I'm saying your pre-adolescent shaved face that you have going on right now. Uh, well, you know, you're going to get a little more straggly. So I'm just, I'm, you know, you're, you're darn cute right now, Mike. I don't want to, I don't want to 
you know, mix any words. We have gone so off the rails. <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about Wonder Woman yet, and I was so looking forward to this because I plan on seeing Joel, that movie. Joel soon. had a Joel had a. Uh, I, I was going to segue <laughs> off of what Joel said into the. Uh, you know, he said that there's good people. Um, you know, there's good people around us, and that was actually I, I posted this on Facebook, but I'm not friends with everybody in the world, so you know, I'll go ahead and say it again. But there was a. And there's no spoilers in any of this, so you don't have to throw your phone in the toilet or whatever if you haven't seen the movie. But at the end of the movie, um, Wonder Woman is basically, she's just kind of dressed like a, um, she's just dressed like a normal person and you know, they're kind of showing the crowd and, you know, this idea of thing. And, and I actually missed part of the movie because I got overwhelmed with the thought that, like, you know, Wonder Woman is essentially a god in the movie. I mean, that's, um, you know, and, Again, try not to spoil anything for anybody, but I mean, she's essentially a god, and you know, she just she's trying to promote love, and she wants to see the best out of all of us, and you know, sort of all this stuff. And just seeing her kind of casually walk among the group, it was I was overwhelmed by the thought because I know so many people that way, and this is you know what Joel was saying is you know people are always kind of proving themselves to be good folks, um, you know, outside of the zombie apocalypse. But you know, it was just. I, I couldn't help but think of all of the people I know who are just kind of that, you know, they're not gods walking amongst us, but there's just, you know, people who, um, you know, they, they, they kind of expect your best and they look for it in you, you know, and, they, and just, I have so many people in my life that I know that are, you know, they're, they're encouragers and they, they try to lift you up and, um, you know, they're, they're just good people for no other reason than they want to be good people, you know, and, and they're, and I know enough of them that, it, you know, it, it, it's almost a phenomenon. You know, it's like it's there's there's people that I know that, you know, and we, we disagree wildly on all kinds of things, but they still want to be good people. They still want to bring you up. They still want to bring you along with them. And, and um, that imagery of, you know, seeing her as, you know, a God that can save the whole world, who's just kind of meekly, you know, just looks like the rest of us just kind of walking amongst us, that that thought of. You know, I really want to be able to do more of that in my life is, you know, just kind of kind of be somebody that's trying to put good out there and trying to, um, you know, bring as much good back as I can just because, I, you know, that that's the world I want to live in. You know, you, you get to pick the world you want to live in. If you I want to kiss you your face live, right now. I want you to kiss my face. How are you Jesus. about four hours away? I'll get in the car yeah. right now. Dude, what a <laughs> what an amazing what you know, what a there's your bumper sticker, you know. I mean, what an amazing mm. uh planet we would live on if everyone strived to look for the best and expect the best out of everyone else around them. Mm. You know, and, and promote them and help them grow themselves in and you know, I mean, just imagine the world like that instead of poor me and whining about things that we have really no control over other than what we can do for ourselves. Oh yeah. That's, and you gotta, you gotta live in the world you want to live in. You know I mean? Like I hold doors open for, you know, people I don't know. I pick up mm-hmm. garbage that I didn't throw on the ground. I, you know, it's just because that's the world I want to live in, you know, and, and, and I can make that my reality. You know, if I see somebody struggling, I want to help, you know, if I can reach out to somebody, um, you know, and, and I'm pretty good at making people giggle and stuff. I mean, that's kind of the gift I have. So, um, and, and that you're bringing levity to people's lives when they need it, you know, is, is a gift. I mean, that's um, absolutely. So, you know, anytime I can do that, but I mean, that's, that's the world I want to live in. When I take my wife out on dates, I hold the door open for her every single time we go out, you know, just chauvinist. Because, yeah. I, but that's, that's the world I want to live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
but yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just who I want to be. And that's what I tell my kids is, you know, you, you can have the world you want to be live in. I mean, you know, you, you can't affect other people, but you, you know, you can't expect others to do the thing you don't, you know, and it's, if, if, if you want to be, you know, you, you got to be the change you want to see, you know I mean? It's just basically what it boils down to. So yeah, that was the, uh, that was the wonder woman tie in. So for, for nice. all of you that wondering how the hell we were going to make it there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, from raccoon know, fat to Wonder Woman. If if you live in a world where you think everybody sucks or people suck, you are living in a world where people suck. If you live in a world where you expect good things from people, then you are living in that world, you know. So back to the existentialism there. But, you know, it, that's the truth of it. Hold the door open for people. Be kind. Help others. Why not? What What's what's the harm in that? And it costs you nothing. It doesn't cost a dime. I have, very, you feel I have very little Make, patience with people that are cynical these days. I, I, no, I, I mean, I, I really do. The people that, that are around me that are constantly complaining and I, you know, it's, I've changed friend groups, you know, there's, there's, I've pushed people off to the side because they never have a positive thing to say, or they never have a, a positive outlook on, on whatever that is, whatever naysayer they are about whatever it is we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I don't have any patience for that anymore. I only have this one life. Like I'm going to be walking on this earth, like from zero to whatever that number is. And I'm going to surround myself with good people that, that enjoy being here. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a, I, I would highly suggest it. It is a, it is a very nice life change to surround people with positivity because you can always call them up and say, Hey, what's up? Have you scraped any fat today? And they're like, no, buddy. Haven't done that in 30 years. <laughs> Thankfully. Or, <laughs> right. or dipped anything in kerosene to keep it That's clean. The, I, I, you know, you can make any job fun. And fortunately, I worked with a couple of good guys. You were standing right next to them on their scraping boards. And sit there and tell jokes and talk about girl adventures and hunting adventures. And it was not a terrible job. And it wasn't the fact that I was doing something that I loved. It was the fact that I was working around guys that were awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's off. That's awesome that you can that you have that experience. Unfortunately, the guys that I worked around with were were just oh, it was it was the best thing about it. Unfortunately, was the chemicals. <laughs> well, and the one thing I wanted to say to uh, Joel, the the um, you know the people that you have in your life that they just have this negativity to them all the time. One of the things I find is that we don't challenge ourselves enough. You know, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever, whatever your thing is. So there's no obstacles to overcome. Life's too easy. I mean, they, they, they ship steaks to your house. I mean, that, you know, it's like they it just it's life's just too simple. So, you know, there's no obstacles to overcome. And I think that that's probably built into us in some way, you know, just just through the course of evolution, you know, we you had to be that to make it here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, right. you had to be, and, and if you don't have obstacles that you've overcome, like you make them, you know, you just become this like, uh, you know, Oh, it's, uh, it's a lady I work with. She blah, 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 blah. You know? And so now you have this like obstacle that you have, you know, you feel like you've overcome it. You know what I mean? Like that's, you, you created this thing that didn't exist. So you could have this challenge that you could then get past. So you could have this thing to stand on it. And that's the thing I have the least tolerance for. It's just you make up stuff. You know, first world problems are real. Like, they, you know, you, you might, you know, I, I was having a conversation with somebody that, you know, they might have to sell their house because your driveway is not long enough. 
like people in Rwanda don't worry about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's, you, you're telling me that your problem is you may have too many cars at one point. I mean, that's, that's not real problems. Yeah. If you got to, if you got to carry a 50 pound bag of rice over your head, you know, 60 miles to feed a village of, you know, 200 that, that you're not worried about how many cars yeah. you've got to park in your driveway. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. That, that's one thing we do take for advantage, especially here in our country. Cause we, yeah. we we're, we're always, I mean, we're inundated with the, I call it the more syndrome. Everybody wants more, needs more, has to have more. But the bottom 5% of our country lives better than 95% of the rest of the world. I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, and and that's not to say your problems aren't real, but, you know, have some perspective. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, and I'll just say, if you're one of those people, you know, and and really kind of think, if you get home and all you do is bitch about just the most menial things because you need that challenge, like, slap yourself in the mouth before I do. Because, like, (laughs) that's just... Stop doing that. You're just poisoning everything around you just so you can have a challenge. Instead, challenge yourself. Go on, mm-hmm. do something. You know, go running. Go, go buy a friggin' trampoline and jump on it for a little while. Test or learn a new language. Give yourself something to do that isn't bitching about your day all the freaking time. Right um, you know, stop making up artificial challenges because um, you know if you got real problems, deal with them. If you need help dealing with them, find people that can help you deal with them. But don't make up stuff just so you can feel better about the thing you did that wasn't actually there. Like that's. By the way, I think the um, hashtag slap yourself is for a whole different genre. <laughs> it's got to be up there with uh, raccoon fat. <laughs> hashtag yeah, raccoon fat. I, if you punched I, all that into Google, you'd be horrified by what you find. I know this this probably isn't the most exciting podcast we've had so far, but you know, I think this one's probably hitting I would home, disagree. Hitting home for me the most because, you know, I, I'm going through a lot of this uh life changing stuff right now. Lots of big decisions being made, moving and a bunch of other stuff going on. And uh what it's just been refreshing to hear other you know, to hear you guys talk about your challenges and you know, and ways to overcome it and um so yeah, this is very timely. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Well we're we're well, here for you, Izzy. I feel like I should I should go out and look for old ladies I can help across the road right now, so I, I think uh, I'm going to. If you go out at ten o'clock at night and try to help an old lady, you're going to get an ace in the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to deserve it. <laughs> so, so that's a hashtag Mace Izzy. Mace, Mace Izzy, that's right. <laughs> well, well be, Izzy, there's so, there's no um, there's there's nothing that. Uh, you're doing right now that um, somebody in your friends because you have good friends I know because I'm one of them uh, <laughs> that hasn't done before you know right whether oh, yeah. it's whether it's a relationship you know call on those people make make decisions um, off of others advice because a lot of times those people will tell you what they did right and more importantly what they did wrong and right. uh, and it helps. It helps to call on those pull of friends. And, yeah. and let's not take for granted a couple of things too. You know, as you, you you're looking at challenges, just just remember. I mean, I don't know you incredibly well. You know, I mean, just the time we've kind of spent doing this, and you know, kind of watching you online, which you know, I'm sure you don't, I'm sure you don't post the bad stuff. So you know, I mean, my uh, no, I, I get I, I mean, get a very glossy okay. version. But you know, that's um, bullshit because I've seen you guys spooning. I mean, that's not bad stuff. I'm not going to take your judgment. So, but, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, just just uh, you know, keep keep in mind, man. I mean, you know, you got a strong back, you got strong hands, you got friends you can talk to, and you got a will to live. I mean, you got you, you're out there doing dumb shit for the for the fun of it. I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's just the Oh yeah, um, I'm not and, you and, know. Well, no, and I don't mean that 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 could sound, yeah. you know, sort of pejorative, but I mean you're you're doing like the the things you create that are just ridiculous and silly are so high-minded. Like it's I mean, I see some of this nonsense you come up with and I'm just like, "Jesus, this freaking guy." Like I mean, you know, how, where does this come from? I mean, you've got a you've got a mind for just I mean, it's just super creative. I can't imagine you're going to find yourself in a situation you can't see so many steps past, you know what I mean? And like oh, said, yeah. you, you got the ability to work and, you know, and the will to want to do it. So oh, yeah. whatever, whatever you got coming is just, you know, I get, it's gonna I get bored easy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, you know, that's it. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those situations in life that you got to work through. I mean, it's not nothing that I'm not going through anything that anybody else hasn't already dealt with mm -hmm. a million times. You know, it's not a big deal. It's it's uh, well, I mean, not I don't want to downplay it either. Of course, it's a big deal, but um, it's fine. You know, I'm having fun. I get to do things that I love to do. There's so many good things about my life that I, I really got no no reason to dwell on the things that aren't necessarily positive right now. So. Can I interrupt this love fest for a second? Because I, yes. I, I have to gloat. I, only if you yeah. want a spoon. You were, no, you were talking I, about spooning. There's the, the, I mean, no, 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 no. This is, this is almost as good. Um, so you know our buddy Tony Rollo. Oh God, yes, Ooh. yes. Ooh, and, let's talk and about his, Tony. Are we, we going to hashtag him again? That's this... right. Well, it's hashtag Magic Fingers. Uh, Ooh. So uh, so Tony, our our favorite machinist slash woodworker, uh, and and generally a nice guy. Um, Human being. Yeah, yeah, he is a fine, fine human being. Um, oh my God, is he ever? Yeah, that's right. So he he happened to send me because he's I'm specking out a thing for him. For um, he has two new products, but he's working on a short and a long, um, adjustable square. Um, to to match his planes that he's making, and I happen to have two of them. I have both the short and the long because I'm working on doing a case form and uh, we're going to be putting together a case and uh, let me tell you it's something that I fondle every night before bed. It's that beautiful. It's sex and brass and steel. That's what it is. Nice. I'm on yeah. the list for the big plane. Now I have to send him a message and make sure I'm on the list for the little or not playing the uh, square and I have to make sure I'm on the list for the short one too. Yeah, these are these are damn impressive, and these were well, actually rejects, believe it or not, and they're still damn impressive. You know, I, Joe, I, I, uh, I know that this is a positive uh, shot at a positive, thing, but I, I really do kind of hope bad things happen. Because, <laughs> well, I, you know what, I appreciate that for all its worth. I, I, I maintain because you know you when, in Atlanta when we met, you were walking around with that hand plane, and you couldn't show it off enough. And uh, I didn't have one. <laughs> well, I, so. to be fair, to be fair, I, I don't have one either anymore. It's at uh, Jenny Bowers. She's engraving it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen. Well, you know, uh, since Mike, you're uh, you're kind of left out on this. I'm sure there's something that Tony can get you. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, 
we'll do a hashtag get Mike something. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be raccoon Co- fat Co- showing up to my house. Tony, can you can drums. you send him a picture or two? <laughs> Little, little spooning action. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be spooning and raccoon fat and just all the oh just all just, the worst parts of the podcast had. Just for the record, uh, I want to shout out to William, uh, Mr. Bill Lutz, uh, for hosting us at the Maker Fair the uh, last month. Um, and I will let you guys know that he is probably the best spooner I have ever spooned. Oh, so I've seen those photos too. Yeah, he is good. Yep. Definitely. So, Bill, Bill, I want Bill to thank is you a for magical that. man. Bill, thank you for you that intimate moment. Bill, <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you don't know Bill, there is a there is there is a part of life you just are not going to experience until you do. Speaking of surrounding yourself with good people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, they're, they're, Bill, I only met him personally once, and it was I felt like I was on my favorite roller coaster for the entire time. Like he's yeah. just a. He's just a force of nature, man. That guy his, is his wife exactly is, who you think he'd be, too. His wife is the same way. That's like they were they were you know de- predestined to be together because she is just the same type of that's the same type of person. You know, I, I I got a chance to go watch her play soccer and and to do a you know go to a, a really cool park in San Francisco or outside of San Francisco with her and what a what an amazing individual to be around you know she's i went to watch you gotta tell you the story real quick i know we're going long here so her name is casey casey i love you so much thank you for that just amazing day um i got to go play watch her play soccer with guys that are 10 15 years younger than her at a college and um she's this little thing and there's guys that are like a foot and a half taller than her and she's out there just kicking the snot out of these guys and i was just the whole time ear to ear grin smiling and just you know she comes off the playing field with a just a great attitude everything she does was a great attitude we walked around and we talked to people and uh, we it was just in, really cool to watch her interacting with with people and bill bill again is the same way just you know complete strangers the way he treats them the way he talks to them it, it's respectful it's uplifting it, it's it's incredible and then, you know, for them to open their home up to a, a, a community like us of crazy maker type personalities is, is also just an amazing thing. And um, just thank you so guys. Thank you so much, guys, for being really good people in this world, making this world a much better place. You know, it's funny when I finally put uh, when I finally put the thought process behind my little Wonder Woman thought. He was one of the first people I thought of. Like just yeah. that, 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 that angel walking amongst us. Like oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about how he would look in tight. Oh, well, well. that too. Cause yeah, you know, I mean, the guy never wears sleeves. So, you know, we, we get that part of hey, it anyway, but yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all I'm hey, saying. I, I do this. I do this in tank tops just because so, one day these might come out, you know, and, I, yeah. and uh, you know, so ladies. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he's like, Bill's a lot like you, you know, he just has that, that, um, that infectious personality that's funny and people just like to be around. He's just kind of like, you know, same, I, I feel that same kind of vibe from you, Mike. And, um, it's, it's so much, it's so much nicer to have people like that in your life and around you and, and being supportive than other than not. So seek them out and find them. Mike Laffey, you have a bunch of new friends coming your way. I promise. Well, well, <laughs> and I, and I, I'll take them all the, uh, well, thank you. That's very, very, 
sweet of you. And Izzy found out the one way to make me shut up for more than 10 seconds is to say nice things about me because I'll, I'll sit quietly. <laughs> and, suck it, and suck it up. And suck it up, so, you know, right? So and Yes, then, I, I absorb all of it. It's like, it's like and, manna. Well, it's, you know, it's one of the reasons that you guys are here, really. Uh, when we started talking about doing this podcast, you know, having a Joel on board as well. Joel, you know, another pillar in the community, opening his place up and, and sharing so much with uh, people in the community and letting us come trash his shop and, you know, just offering advice and friendship and, um, you know, that sort of that 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 mentality towards this community. Another great person in the community. So both of you. Thank you. I love you guys. Oh, Izzy, Did, you're just going to make me cry I hate now. that we do these things remotely because I would, I would totally make out with both of you right now. Uh, in a I, weird I, way. Like, I wouldn't. Just a, I, just, I, I haven't brushed my teeth. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. It wouldn't a be completely a manly kind of make out? Just kind of an appreciate you sort of make out. Not like a, <laughs> like a weird, you know, I don't want it to get sideways. Or I'd have to brush my teeth first. I have to. Yeah. Just... Uh, listen, whatever you're into, uh, you, know, <laughs> you got raccoon fat, God knows what going on. But uh, my my favorite uh, breath ever is beer and cigarette breath. I love kissing a girl who's just smoked a cigarette and drank a beer. I so. can't relate to you in any way. I, I can't imagine we're friends. <laughs> but um, well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the brakes on things here a little bit just because there's. Uh, I'm pretty sure the wheels have come off anyway, but. Uh, like 45 minutes ago <laughs> yes hashtag uh, raccoon fat hashtag nice. raccoon fat yes that's that's got to be on the t-shirt i mean that's there's i just don't know how we work it in every episode is the only problem because i oh really can't hear that story uh, uh, we're gonna get it there though aren't we no we haven't so, talked uh, about the laser so we better yeah, hey, we can. I'll put it in the description down below. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> so, good, because any, um, any any laser named Izzy should be talked about in every podcast ever. <laughs> Thank you for squeezing it into the last minute. So, uh, all right, so guys, listen. Um, uh, feedback. We we love the feedback. So uh, find us on Facebook. Um, all of our social media is exactly the same. It's all at Maybe Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can look us up at maybe podcast um, to there. We are at maybe I've said too much.com. Uh, if you want to go to the website, the website's a portal will take you everywhere. Uh, so we've got an Instagram feed. You can listen to the shows on there, take you to the, uh, all the social media stuff. So uh, definitely send us messages. If you've got any questions, comments, um, feedback on, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to hear moving forward. I might um, mention that our Instagram account is actually doing very well. We've got a number of followers as I post inappropriate material. Awesome. <laughs> yes, Joel, Joel is our social media moderator, so uh, give him some stuff to do. Yeah, just uh, tweet at us, hashtag us, whatever you kids are into these days, you silly millennials. So, uh, Izzy, uh, shameless plug time. Tell us where, where, where can they find you, sir? Oh, IzzySwan.com, YouTube, I think it's forward slash IzzySwan, uh, Instagram, IzzySwan Woodworking, Facebook, IzzySwan underscore Woodworking. I think that's it. it by the way, IzzySwan.com will take you to all of those things, so... Yeah, I, I, I was I was saying that I was uh, before I was just saying, you know, you can find me at IzzySwan.com and I had a couple people tell me, you should plug everything. I'm like, all right, whatever. You should. And so you did. I'm, 
and, and you do it again. I'm going to throw the uh, put all that in the description too. By the way, it's already <laughs> up on the website. Uh, <laughs> Just go all, to all the different go places to, you can be found. Go to maybe I've said too much dot com and you'll see it there. So. Yes, and there's no ads on our website. We 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 do not uh, there we, no no ad blockers needed. Nothing is being made there. So, um, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Joel. Well, uh, uh, normally you can find me at uh, missingdigitwoodshop.com or uh, missingdigit. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. It's uh, it's uh, you know what? Just eight hundred uh, uh, raccoon fat would get a hold of me <laughs> the fastest, I think. So, <laughs> leave, leave the last T off for terrible. That's right, T for terrible. <laughs> No, uh, it's it's you can uh, you can find it. Actually, it's easiest if you go to uh, maybe I've said too much dot uh, com because that's where all of our contact information is. Yes. Well, uh, and I just wanted to uh, to to all four of our listeners, um, we uh, appreciate all the feedback so far. Uh, we really enjoy getting together to ramble on. Um, if you got any, again, any comments on what you'd like to hear next uh, in terms of. Um, you know, just content and whatnot, let us know. Uh, if you ask us to do a show that we've already done, I will berate you like a child. So if, <laughs> if, you, if you ask for a marketing podcast when we just released one, I'm going to call you out and make you seem silly. So, but, um, but gentlemen, thank you so much again for uh, taking the time. I really do enjoy our conversations, um, even when they get a little bit weird. And, you know, we went from raccoon fat to zombie apocalypses to wonder woman i mean it's just the uh where else does this happen anywhere so but uh thanks again for uh taking the time uh and uh you know guys reach out to us let us know what you can do but thanks for holding on for the for the uh, what are we up to the sixth episode good gracious so but uh thank you everyone have a wonderful evening gentlemen i bid you a fair adieu. raccoon fat hey hey joel yeah. You want a spoon? You want a spoon? <laughs> yes, I I'll do. Bring the rac- I'll bring the raccoon fat. Bring the raccoon fat. <laughs>